Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! We're midway through a work week. Welcome in Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio Missoula, the ESPN MT app, as well as SWX Montana. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Jeff Saffer here with you, Andrew Houghton. You'll see him in studio today as well, producing Behind the Glass, and in studio around the big sky in women's hoops this afternoon. On a Wednesday, Krista Redpath with us. She's with us every Wednesday to talk Big Sky Women's Basketball. She'll be doing that with Coulter Nuanez in segment two. Also be talking some football here in segment one. She is over the moon with how her San Francisco 49ers just did over the weekend, making their way out to Las Vegas. Super Bowl taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in a few weeks. So we'll get Krista's thoughts on that game. Get her thoughts about the Big Sky Conference and Women's Hoops in segment two and three with both Coulter Nuanez and Andrew Houghton to get us rolling as we take a look at what we're doing here in our show outlook on Nuanas Now. Glad to be bringing it to you from the Missoula Broadcasting Company. In hour number two, our ESPN Roundtable in segment four brought to you by Paradise Falls. Real interesting conversation with Coulter Nuanas visiting with Maggie Voison. She is actually out of Whitefish, Montana and is an American... Freestyle skier. She has recently competed in the X Games in Aspen back in 2023. Has been doing some media stuff as well. Even has appeared in the Olympics. So Coulter Nuanez was able to visit with her as part of our ESPN Roundtable in segment four. Also a wing it Wednesday here on 
Nuanez now. He can wing wings. Brought to you by Paradise Falls. And in segment five, as we visit with him every Wednesday, we've been getting you ready for a weekend of Montana Grizzly hockey. We'll do so in segment five with Mike Anderson, the head coach of the Montana Grizzly hockey team. Was actually able to talk with Dave Weaver today the head coach from the Montana State Bobcats. So we'll hear from him at some point later this week, along with players from both sides of the divide of that rivalry, Bobcats and Grizzlies. So stay tuned for all of that later this week, and we'll take you home with some more talk on hockey, the NFL, and more in segment number six. That's your show outlook here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Now bringing on Krista Redpath here in segment one. Krista First off, we've been talking about whether it was Andrew Houghton, Colton Juanez, now me, myself, visiting with you in studio for the first time, been behind the glass so many times with you. It's great to visit with you. Yeah. How's how's the view from this standpoint? It's great. It's looking good. I just think that we're all just clipping along while Coulter enjoys that new baby boy, which is pretty precious. Yeah. Shout out to Coulter and McCall, surely listening in to us here on 102.9, but... And Candace, the most important person oh, yes. in this whole you scenario. Can't forget <laughs> it. You can't forget about the wife and the mom, right? Yes, yes. But this weekend, taking it off the hardwood a little bit, you've talked with Coulter Nuanez at length about your fandom for the quest for six. I have to start it off. You as a 49er fan, when it was 24-7 to and Brock Purdy is slowly waltzing into the locker room. What's going through your mind? That was a really tough half of football. Now, if I'm going to be honest, Jeff, most of the season we jumped out to large leads. Right. And so uh, the playoffs have been a true testament to this resolve of this football team because if we were ever down and out, it was in that first half. And things were not happy in our house. (laughs) So... um, But boy, we erased that 17-point deficit in about eight minutes of play in the third quarter. In a blink. Yes, but I mean, that first half was just so tough. I mean, the Lions had something like 18 first downs. Um, They limited us to under like five yards per play. I mean, it was just really tough football. Um, But let's talk third quarter, right? I mean, that third quarter really lifted us. Um, You know, what's interesting is I am not a Lions hater, Jeff. And that's one thing. I am a Cowboys hater. I am an Eagles hater and I am a Seahawks hater, but not Lions. There's something about Dan Campbell this year and what he did with this team that just kind of sure. made you root for them. Yeah, me, myself, my both my parents actually grew up in the state of Wisconsin. Season tickets for the Green Bay Packers have been in my family for generations. And, and obviously the Lions and the Green Bay Packers have been natural rivals for years and years it used to be the tradition that the Packers and the Lions had happened this year, but it used to be an every year deal where the Packers and the Lions would play on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that rivalry is there. And I felt the same way about this Lions team. And sure, I was sitting there on my couch on Sunday and was going, all right, we want to see the Lions make it to the big one. So Dan Campbell this year, I mean, they were so aggressive, right? And when you take a look at that third quarter, I mean, that fourth and two at our San Francisco 28, when they went for it and we got the ball, I mean, that was that was a huge play for us. But right. I, I have to turn it around to say that Dan Campbell kind of lived and died by that all year, right? I mean, they were able to really have a great season because of all of their fourth down runs and for them to be able to convert. So we had a critical one there. I mean, I, I look at... 
this is a team that led the league in fourth down attempts. So I think that was one that just kind of shifted the momentum. Like we hit that field goal, we were able to take over the ball. And it's like from there, the third quarter was just, I don't know, it was just time was on our side. And I felt like we were really momentum, momentum for sure. And then the sequence that when me and Andrew Houghton were talking about this game earlier this week also, the sequence of Brandon Ayuk's circus catch going off a helmet into his hands, a a really a great catch on Ayuk's part. Yes, some luck involved, but the the physical skill to be able to reach out and make that catch, to react to that, was, I found, incredible. And then immediately after that, boom, the fumble, and it's a tie game. So... Take us through your house at that point. Goes from oh, high to down low. to whoa. Yeah, lows to high. I mean, we're definitely, we wear our jerseys. We sit in specific spots. So we <laughs> we were all in at that point. I felt like we were going to make a run. Um, and I did feel like it was, it was coming. Um, and so there were some things that went our way in that game. But I think you create your own luck, Jeff. And I think that we have multiple playmakers on both sides of the ball. And I think we made things happen, and now we're going to have our hands fall in this Super Bowl. And looking at the Super Bowl, the Chiefs and the 49ers, I know you teased Coulter Nuanez about potentially being a Swifty. I don't know about that. <laughs> no. uh, that seems a little far-fetched to me. I'm hoping they're so distracted by Taylor Swift and <laughs> all the Swifty stuff that they forget there's a football game going on because they are a heck of a team. And Travis Kelsey, you can't take anything away from him. I mean, 11 catches against Baltimore. Yeah. Just insane. Um, it didn't uh, deter him at all having his girlfriend um, on primetime constantly being flashed to. But um, you know, this is takes us back in our family to 2020, which was a really sad time. I mean, my son was, it was four years ago. My, my sons were four and five years earlier. So they were younger. They were 12 and 11 when we lost to Kansas City. And, you know, that just kind of just sits there with us. Just yeah. thinking, hey, we'd like to get back. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, 28-year-old quarterback, awesome. He already has two Super Bowls. So I feel like this is our year. Cruising along with Krista Redpath around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, sharing some thoughts on her San Francisco 49ers as they have made their way to the Super Bowl. Segment brought to you by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law is a law firm specializing in personal injury and criminal offense. They handle cases across the great state of Montana and focus on specific areas of law to ensure that they provide their clients with the best representation. Their firm proudly handles automobile accidents, medical malpractice claims, wrongful death claims, DUI, and criminal charges. Again, thanks to Ryan and Miller Law for all their help around this segment with Krista Redpath. Now, Krista, getting us going in with women's basketball, looking at the treasure state of Montana this past weekend, with smooth smooth sailing, most part, for both the Lady Grizz and the Bobcats. We'll start with the Lady Grizz, because they seemingly had the best weekend. I mean, it's hard to beat two 80-plus point outputs What did you see from the Lady Grizz? Yes, against teams that are near the bottom of the conference, but what did you see that you liked from the Lady Grizz in those two performances, especially coming off 
a recent loss against the Bobcats of Montana State. Well, Jeff, I think that you have to own your home court advantage. You just have to get those wins at home. And so, yes, we've seen a very struggling Portland State and Sac State. Um, Sac State complete overhaul of their roster with Mark Campbell um, leaving and only one returning player on that roster that really has a name that um, played any minutes at all. Portland State's been plagued by injuries, sicknesses. They've just had a tough go. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think if you're Montana, you just got to take away those positives of obviously 19 threes is incredible. I mean, it right. is just record breaking. Um, but I think what I also really liked about that, Jeff, is that seven different players scored those threes. So when you look at yes. that, you got your bigs, Danny Barch, five for 11, Carmen G. Feller, two for two. I mean, you got your bigs also scoring threes, which makes you even more difficult to guard because you're bringing those players that are six feet and, and bigger out on the perimeter. And um, I just think that offensively, there's so many weapons for Montana, and that can be their greatest strength, but also their greatest weakness when it comes down to where should the ball be when it counts. And we've seen some struggles with them, um, you know, not very many this year. I mean, when you take a look at their record, but when you do pick out the losses that they had, there was some identity issues and trying to figure out exactly who should have the ball when it counts. But right now, if you're Montana, you're riding high, you're floating into season, you know, you're right in the kind of the upper part of the standings. There's a long way to go to Boise, but you're certainly on the right trajectory. Now, going on that right, right trajectory, how could all of those seemingly all those narratives potentially flip looking at this weekend thinking about eastern washington the top team in the conference looking at you down in cheney well for sure i mean you gotta you gotta have idaho first and then and then you right. go down to cheney so both of those teams are going to be tough idaho's had a couple really solid wins they you know they beat portland state and sac state but they also beat unc at home so there's something about idaho that you also have to give some relevance to obviously the changing of the guard with john newley um you know being out and idaho having a whole new look um but eastern is a load when i look at their roster and their personnel overall they have the most talent in the league from from start to finish. I really feel as if they do. They have the most contributors. Um, they're in the upper part of the standings for about every statistical category, um, led by Ali Alexander, which to me is one of the premier players in the league, and Jamie Luetta, um, point guard, phenomenal player, playmaker, play creator. So I think, yeah, you're definitely going to be up against the best this weekend. And what better test than to go on the road and see how you do? Well, speaking of Eastern Washington, they recently took on NAU Northern Arizona, the defending conference champion from the Big Sky Tournament last year, and NAU got a big win. What did you see from the Lumberjacks? Wow, I, I was so impressed by that game. I mean, an overtime, an overtime game. Um, but what I was most impressed with is um, NAU, six players in double figures, and they're playing without Grace Beasley right now, who's dealing with some ankle issues. I'm going to talk to Coulter about that later in our segments. But um, they are dealing with you know, a different point guard look. They've got Taylor Feldman, who is played minimal minutes behind Shank last year, um, about behind Skank, excuse me. Um, and so you wonder where, how that's going to fit. Um, but they came out and really took it to Eastern offensively. They got stops when they needed to and really just locked down. I mean, they scored 16 points in overtime and really solidified themselves against Eastern. It was a battle, but it was a good game. The last thing we'll touch on here before we get rolling with you and Coulter Nuanez around the Big Sky and women's hoops with Krista Redpath 
here on 102.9 ESPN Radio, the ESPN MT app. Myself, Jeff Safford, Andrew Houghton will also be chiming in with Krista. Now, look at the Montana State Bobcats. They took down the same two lower-tier teams that the Montana Grizzlies just did. Get themselves rolling. No, they took one on the chin against Idaho State, but that seems to be a team that a lot of folks struggle with. Their physical style of play seems to trip up a lot of folks. But this could be a chance for Montana State also, thinking about a matchup against Idaho and Eastern Washington, where they can say, hey, maybe we'll have something to say about being a strong team in the conference. Right. I mean, they're playing without Caitlin Lamardo right now, who's on concussion protocol. So that was a, that's a tough loss for them because that's a huge player that they really rely on. Um, but I, I, I cannot say the, enough about the play of Mara Dykstra underneath Madison Hall, um, Madison Jackson, Maddie Jack. Um, I also, Natalie Picton has really impressed me with her um, leadership on the court as a freshman at the point guard position. The game against Sac State was really ugly. There were 37 turnovers between both teams. And so you saw kind of a a gritty, tough style that, you know, just it wasn't a lot of fun to watch at times. However, if you're Montana State, you find a way. And that's what they've been able to do. And they've been able to string together a nice little streak here of two wins. And again, they owned home court advantage and, and found a way to win two ball games that will help them in the standings and also help them with confidence building with other players stepping in with Caitlin Lamardo's absence right now. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops rolls on in segment two with Krista Redpath and Coulter Nuanez. After this, this is Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula, the ESPN MT app, Western Montana sports leader, Coulter Nuanez and Krista Redpath coming up right after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula, the ESPN MT app, going through hour number one here on a Wednesday around the big sky and women's hoops. About to be with Coulter Nuanez and Krista Redpath. Quick look at the big sky women's scoreboard from Saturday. The most recent scores, Montana getting by Sacramento State, 84-57. Montana State went over Portland State, 71-50. Idaho State over Weber, Weber State, 55-47. Idaho getting a win on the road against Northern Colorado, 60-56. And in overtime, as Krista mentioned, 
Northern Arizona getting by Eastern Washington, the top two teams in the big sky on the women's side. But it was the Lumberjacks in OT getting a win, 89-81. Around the big sky in women's poops, part of our coverage, big sky in Boise. Also, I want to thank Vertical Rays. The Big Sky Conference, together with Vertical Rays, brings you the Big Sky in Boise giveaway contest. Call, text, or tweet our show to enter to get two free tickets to the entire Big Sky Conference women's tournament plus a hotel for two nights. And I was just inside Idaho Central Arena with Grizz Hockey. It was an awesome venue. So whoever wins that package... March the 9th through the 13th, the Big Sky Conference entered a win, again presented by Vertical Rays. They're getting a great package there. Big Sky in Boise. Now, let's turn it over to Krista Redpath and Coulter Nuanes to talk more about the Big Sky Conference in women's basketball. We're on the Big Sky in women's hoops, and we're almost into February, last day of January here. Coulter Nuanes, Krista Redpath coming to you. Appreciate Andrew Houghton and Krista for setting this thing up. We're just trying different formulas, you know. Radio is a lot like sports. You just you need reps. You got to get reps, and the more reps everybody gets, the better you get. So you heard the the opening segment with Andrew and Krista. Now it's me and Krista rolling here for a little while, and then we'll go back to Andrew and Krista, and uh, we'll be back to the regular formula here after a while. But it's a good time for everybody to to learn and uh, and practice and all that stuff. So I uh, appreciate you guys for being flexible. How you doing, Krista? I'm doing great. First and foremost, you were at the uh, Crosstown game. There's been several Crosstown games lately. A lot of Crosstown action the last week or so. Uh, but Big Sky, Hellgate at Big Sky. And a uh, great win by the Big Sky girls. And then a really good win by the Big Sky boys. Or excuse me, by the Hellgate boys, excuse me. And uh, Hellgate is now undefeated through the first half of Western AA play. They've only lost one game overall, but they went through the whole West and uh, unbeaten. So, no lull for the defending state champs. I know your boy Evans, a sophomore there at Hellgate. So what have you thought so far? It's pretty pretty impressive to be able to win like they did last year, lose what they lost, and still be rolling along like they are. Well, they're a pretty unassuming bunch when you look at them because they you just don't think they're going to come out and really control the tempo of the game. And I think what they are able to do that's so impressive is just defense. I mean, you have to play defense for Coach Hayes. And that's been something that every player from one all the way down to 10, when he does get some sophomores in there to get some minutes, they just don't let up Coulter. And that's one thing that they just were able to do last night. And it was really fun to watch. I mean, Easton Sant is also just incredible. He's awesome. Um, you know, 20 points, but he just makes it look so easy. And he's got such a quick first step and he's agile, mobile. Uh, yeah, it's just a fun group. But Evan did get some good minutes and that was fun for him. I said this a while ago, but Easton Stant reminds me of one of my good buddies from growing up uh, in Missoula, Charlie Cox, who was the point guard on the 2004 Hellgate team that won the state championship. Charlie then went and played for the Grizz for a couple years and then had a great career finishing out there at Montana Western. But Easton's like that. I mean, he's not very big, but he's just he's got the the knowledge. He's got the savvy. His basketball IQ is just crazy. And uh He's 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 really blossomed. I mean, you could see it. I mean, he was playing varsity as a freshman, so you could see his talent. But now, I mean, he's he's a junior, and I think he realizes, hey, I'm a little bit older than everybody else now. I I'm kind of like the man. You can see his confidence blossoming. It's fun to watch. Yeah, he's very poised, which I I like to watch and and can control the game, but just knows when he can find his way to the hoop. And I, you know, he's he's one of those players that can go so hard but finish soft. Mm -hmm. He's just got that nice touch. 
Yeah, he had that play against Sentinel where he saved it from going out of bounds, and just to save it was impressive, but he threw it over his shoulder to a streaking, I think, Chance McNulty just for an easy layup, and it's just the little things he does like that that are so impressive. I talked to Jeff Hayes after they uh, beat Sentinel, and that Coach Hayes was uh, so funny. This is why Hellgate's so good, though. It's the demand for excellence. I said, hey, we're doing this new segment, the Class AA Spotlight. A couple times a week, we're going to be highlighting all the different teams from across Class AA to try to get people hyped up for the, the AA tournament coming to Missoula in March. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to be a part of it. He's like, I really hope we make the tournament in March. And I'm like, Coach, you're 7-0 you're in, in the West right now. You, you already got 10 wins. I think you're going to make the tournament. He's like, well, we got a lot of work to do. And I was like, well, that's why they're so good because he just has a really high standard. Yes, he does. And it's also a fight for minutes, Coulter. And I, I, you know, that's a sign of a healthy program. When you have everyone looking to get to be a part of that, um, it's it's really neat to see. On the big sky and women's hoops, Chris Redpath joining me, Coulter Nuanas, Andrew Houghton, also a part of our uh, lineup here on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops this week as well. And uh, this week is presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys for personal injury, medical malpractice, been in a car accident that wasn't your fault, any and everything in between, uh, Ryan and Miller Law can certainly help you. They're also so awesome giving back to the community. They support this show because it's a community-oriented show. They're so awesome with all these other different giveaways that they do. They pro- provide underprivileged kids with backpacks before school. They help out some some moms that maybe need a little boost up. Arcy. Love it. So, I mean, I know you've been friends with Paul Ryan forever, and uh, he's been so good at giving to all your guys' different things as well. Oh, just all the way. I mean, from academic quiz bowl um, to every single baseball travel team that Evan was a part of um, to Hellgate High School football, Paul Ryan always steps up and so does Angie Miller. I mean, she's another one that is so um, active with the YWCA and there's lots of other community um, involvement that she participates in, but the two of them are just community leaders. I noticed they expand their firm as well. I don't know if we have any more information on this other than to say that just Abigail Coburn is now joining them as an attorney at law. So that's cool as well. So they continue to grow over there at Ryan and Miller Law. Um, just saw that on Instagram. So uh, they have great social media. So if you want to know what's going on with them, uh, you certainly can. We also have our uh, Big Sky and Boise giveaway back. The Big Sky Conference, together with Vertical Rays, is giving you a chance to go to the Big Sky Tournament in Boise. You can call us, 406-888-1029, or text that number, as 888-1029, or you can tweet at us, uh, at Krista Redpath, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT, any of those work. And if you do that, that's going to give you an entry. As soon as we compile all the entries, we'll be doing a, a, a selection at the end of next month, end of February, and the winner, you're going to get two free tickets to the entire Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Tournament, plus hotel for two nights in Boise. The tournament is March 9th through the 13th. They're at Idaho Central Arena, uh, located in the Grove Hotel. And you can enter as many times as you like. So keep those texts coming in, 406-888-1029, or hit us up on any of the social medias, Twitter works, Instagram works. Facebook works, uh, any and all of it. Presented by our great friends at Vertical Rays. Vertical Rays uh, is an awesome online fundraiser, uh, fundraising platform, and they're doing something pretty cool here as well. Um, they are hosting a coaching clinic over in, in Post Falls on March 2nd. Jason Eck, the head coach of the University of Idaho, will be the keynote speaker, but they have a variety of other coaches that will do little break-off talks for anybody that attends this coaching clinic, 
Uh, Stanley Franks, who's the corners coach at the University of Idaho, is really good. Um, assistant up-and-coming coach in the big sky. Um, Eastern Washington's new defensive coordinator, Coach Jackson, will be there as well. A whole bunch of others. Uh, Justin Udy from Montana State will be there. So uh, there, there's a ton of different speakers and coaches uh, attending this thing. And it'd be a great opportunity for um, coaches to learn from all these guys. So again, it's March 2nd uh, in Post Falls, Idaho. And you can go to verticalraise.com uh, to find out more. Uh, Crystal, let's start with, I know you guys did some some general thoughts on, on the Montana schools as well as the, the great one between Eastern Washington and Northern Arizona. I want to start there. What did you think of that one? Uh, it was sort of a showdown of the, of the top two teams. Eastern came in red hot on a 10-game winning streak. And then I thought they looked tired for the first half, but then they really surged down the stretch to force overtime. Your uh, One of your favorites to talk about, Aliyah Alexander, was nails. I mean, she is that little pull-up jump shot off the, the ball screen. Man, she's she's tough to stop. But in the end, NAU comes away with a, an overtime victory. That's a big win for for Lori Payne's squad down there in Flagstaff on Saturday. It really was. I mean, Ali Alexander, yeah, you, what can you say, 31 points. I mean, she she really gave it her all. And Jamie Loetta also had an incredible game, 20 points, 11 rebounds. Um, but, yeah, NAU, and, and they're playing without Grace Beasley right now, um, who's got some ankle injuries. I don't know if it's going to be – you know, permanent or what's going to happen with her. But the Moran sisters really stepped up for NAU and Leah Beattie was in foul trouble. So there was some adversity in the game. And um, you take a look at Sophie Glancy's play. And that's what really stands out to me, Coulter, for Northern Arizona is you have this stellar guard play. You can get up and down. You have Rodabaugh that can put up threes and shoots pretty prolifically. Um, but Sophie Glancy, Big Sky Player of the Week, two weeks in a row and Boy, 46 points between her two games. She averages about 23 points and nine rebounds in her last outings. And that just makes NAU so much more difficult to defend when you have that inside presence. And Sophie Glancy really bringing it. And I think that elevated Northern Arizona in that game. And, you know, Eastern Washington, 10-game winning streaks. We know how streaks go, Coulter. They're meant to be broken. It's not easy to go down to Flagstaff. Um, And so... NAU able to get it done. It's a great point because since Lori Payne got there, NAU's been very up-tempo. They've been trying to push the pace. You can tell they have a point guard, former point guard as a head coach because they certainly have point guard-oriented system. But having a true like rim-running type post has been something they haven't had, and now they have one. And Lancey's, she's an incredible talent. I mean, I, I watched, remember watching her in Missoula last year. I thought, oh, wow. Keep an eye on her. She's going to be an up and cover in this league. Well, now she's fully blossomed. I mean, she's an all-conference caliber player. I mean, she's And she's a sophomore. She's, she's only, only a sophomore. A sophomore. I mean, she's so, so, so strong. She is. And it she makes their whole program better and their whole style of play. I mean, they ended up with six players in double figures, Coulter. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I mean, Taylor Feldman even came off the bench um, and scored in double figures. But when you have Rodabaugh, Beattie, both the Moran sisters, Feldman, and Sophie Glancy all in double figures, you're really tough to beat. Taylor Feldman was the other one I was going to mention because I was so impressed with her. I was completely unfamiliar with her until I watched this game. But I watched the whole second half and overtime of this game on Saturday. It took me a minute to even remember that Grace Beasley was out because Feldman was so good at running the point. She's like, she's very reminiscent of Natalie Picton at Montana State. I mean, young, precocious, not very big, but really, really tough-minded and uh, very aggressive. So uh, Lori Payne's done a good job. It's interesting because a lot of times when you have this a rebuild, right, you come in, starting from the ground up. 
you get incrementally better, and then you have like the first peak season. Well, that was last year for NAU. They won the conference title for the first time in like 20-something years. But then sometimes you fall off because you built all towards that, but you don't have a sustainable model for like life after Reagan skank, right? You don't have a sustainable model for moving forward after you have these like these pillars of your program. It's very clear that Lori Payne does have a sustainable model. They've recruited really well. Glancy's a sophomore. Feldman's a sophomore. They have really good young talent on this team. Well, and I look at Taylor Feldman didn't get a lot of minutes, like you said, behind Skank last year because she was playing so many minutes. You just had to have her on the floor. So I know that when Beattie and uh, Beasley transferred, it was really uncertain where Taylor Feldman would fit in. But Coach Payne has been able to maneuver her in. She's getting really good minutes. Um, you know, she played 31 more than she's used to, but what a way to answer the call when you do get minutes and you respond that way. She also had five boards. So she's also a guard that's pretty agile and, and can get to the rim. Right, the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, Chris Redpath, Coulter Nuanas coming to you here on Nuanas Now. This is the remote portion of the segment, recording this here earlier on your Wednesday. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law has more than 30 years of experience. They approach every case like it's going to trial from day one. This ensures they're always prepared and ready to press forward on their cases to get the clients the justice they deserve. You can reach them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 406-542-2233. That's 542-2233. They have an answering service, so there's always a live person to talk to. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. For the uh, Lady Grizz, you're talking... 84 points or more, three games in a row. Really a, a exceptional offense to watch. I mean, they, they are really fun to watch when they're up and down like they can do and when they're driving and kicking and they just have so many shooters. I mean, if Danny Barks is going to hit three, four, five threes in a game, I just don't know how you guard this team. That said, the three teams that they just rolled it up on have a total of three conference wins. So you're expected to win those games. You're beating up on the bad teams, as you should. That's what you want to do if you're a conference contender. You really want to be able to take care of business without any stress whatsoever when you're playing sort of the, the bottom half of the league. But I want to see how Montana can translate this now. They, they rebuilt the confidence. They had, a, they had a meltdown in Bozeman. They didn't play well, and they let it slip away. But then they got three wins last week. What's the key, though, to carrying that confidence now moving forward? Because they have a bunch of big-time challenges, uh, including this week. Uh, Saturday at Eastern Washington is going to be a big one. Right. I mean, they they have Idaho. They have to go on the road against Idaho and then also against Eastern. But you hope that you're going to build off of some of that confidence with these two home wins. You know, you're right, Coulter. I mean, these aren't necessarily the strongest teams in the conference in Sac State and Portland State. Portland State's a little down with some injuries and sicknesses and things going on. Sac State, complete rebuild. There's only like one or two kids from last year's championship team that are on the roster. Obviously, Aaron Koloff has his hands full this year with his his first year. Montana. Seven players hit threes for this this Lady Grizz team, which is really impressive. I mean, when you look at even a team like Portland State last year that upset Montana State in the tournament in Boise, three kids were making threes. But you and they were making a lot of them. When I look at Ali Alexander, Jada Lewis, Esmeralda Morales, I mean, they hit 12 in that game. But you look at Montana, record-setting 19 threes. And this came from Espen Miller-McGraw. This came from Carmen G. Feller, Danny Barch, your bigs underneath, as well as your guard play. You know, so you you have it. It's very spread. When I do look at Montana, the one concerning piece is just the inside play. They only ended up getting 22 points in the paint. And that's anywhere in the paint. 
So you look at that, it's very skewed. It's a perimeter game yeah. and they're scoring it, but what's going to happen when some of that gets taken away? And we've seen them stumble when they've hit some real strong defensive teams. So you just hope that some of this confidence is going to carry over to Idaho and Eastern Washington. How do you sort of balance that, right? Because I mean, Danny Barch is essentially playing the five for Montana, and she's guarding the five. She's guarding the paint. She's doing a great job protecting the rim. She's the best rebounder in the conference by a long shot. She can also play the high ball screen because she's so athletic defensively. But she's really – and the thing that's made her so hard to take off the court is her ability to step out and shoot it. Right. But she's not sitting there on the block. You have no paint presence. It's the same thing with Carmen G. Feller. She loves operating off the elbow, but she's not going to – I mean, she gets it on the block every once in a while. But they just don't really do that offensively. That's their greatest strength, but it's also the thing that they're lacking offensively. So how do you sort of balance those two things? Well, and I guess that's the million-dollar question, Coulter, and what Coach Holsinger is going to have to figure out if he hits some of those roadblocks with some strong defense. Um, they do like that one-on-one -on -one game. They like to penetrate the elbow and look for either opportunity to kick for the three or to get it to the rim. Um, you know, I look at... Uh, they were, you know, they got to the free throw line only eight times um, against Sac State. So that, again, wasn't really a strength. They were just shooting it. They were just stroking it. So they've been challenged in some of these games when you look at the strength of Montana State and UNC on the defensive end. So I do think that you're bringing up great questions that they're going to have to figure out how to answer because you and I both know when you get to Boise, you're going to see a very tough and gritty play and the tough teams will persevere, and you've got to have an inside presence in order to prevail in Boise. For Montana State, they had sort of a letdown after the rivalry, but also Idaho State's been a nemesis. I mean, that's it's been a, a tough matchup for a lot of teams in the league, but particularly Montana State because it's just sort of contrasting styles. But then the Cats got back on track, and they, they swept the weekend, as you should, against the two teams that are still searching for their first league wins against Portland State and uh, Sacramento State. Trisha Bidford, I mean, I think that there is a silver lining to just how banged up Montana State's been, whether it's, you know, the season-ending injuries like Lexi Deaton and, and Lindsey Hine or the injury that's cost Dylan Phillips all the time, at least until this point. Well, no, who knows if she's coming back or not, but at least to now she's, she's been out. But then all the other you know, bumps and bruises from Mara Dykstra to K.J. Lombardo, the silver lining, though, is that they've got a ton of young players, good minutes, and I think a lot of those young players are playing better right now. Well, I'm just so impressed with this Montana State team. Um, again, you know, without Caitlin Lamardo, um, they're able to really, you know, get these wins at home, which you want to protect your home court. And they were able to do that. I am so impressed with the the play of Mara Dykstra. I think she's just been a solid presence underneath. Taylor Jansen has has really stepped up in the latter half here of the season where she's been asked to step into that starting role. And I also look at Madison Hall. Madison Jackson, Maddie Jack. Um, she's done a good job of just being that that person on the defensive end that just gets that stop, makes that hustle play, and that really gets them going on the offensive end. And then Natalie Picton, her guard play has just been phenomenal. And when I look at her um, and what she brings to this team, it might not be that much offense, Coulter, but she hits a couple cri critical shots. She delivers a couple um, great passes when it counts. Um, she's really growing as a point guard. And you look at Montana State, I mean, three straight wins, and they've been solid. So I I, I think they're going to be right in the mix. It'd be interesting to see how they perform this weekend because uh, I guess let's start with uh, you guys. You and Andrew are going to get into uh, this upcoming weekend. 
But I, I want to know just your brief thoughts on Idaho because it's it's interesting having a first time head coach and it's big shoes to fill with with you know John Newley and all the success that he had had there and uh, Idaho's shown flashes but uh, they, they've just seemed like they've sort of been quietly under the radar so far in the Big Sky. It's big big weekend with the Montana schools coming to town. Well, and Carrie Amy has has done a really good job, and you and, and you allude to that. I mean, Idaho is very much in the mix. I mean, right now they're in the lower half of conference um, standings, um, but they've got some good wins at three and four. And I take a look at their roster, and it is pretty interesting. It is grad transfers. She did bring in a great player in Sarah Schmidt, who came with her from the University of Nebraska Kearney, five eight guard, um, and also. Um, Asha Phillips is on the team now. She was a newly recruit, and so she stepped in um, the sophomore that newly brought in, and she's you know really mixing well. When you look at Amelie Langer, which is their Danish guard that is a transfer via San Francisco, um, and they also have another transfer, Kennedy Johnson, and uh, heavy on the guard play. They don't have a lot of size, Coulter, but they really can wreak havoc. Um, just getting after it on the defensive end. And they found moments where offensively they've been able to put together and string together a few runs to win them some games. Well, the Scan Women's Hoops, Krista Redpath joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. And I know uh, we're recording this before the first segment of the show, so it's a little awkward. And uh, Andrew and Krista are going to talk about uh, her 49ers going to the Super Bowl. But I got to tell you, I have a confession to make. I, I put all my bankroll on the Chiefs. And it's not because it's not because I actually I think this is a coin flip game. And I'm actually from a fan's perspective rooting for the 49ers because I think Patrick Mahomes is annoying. I know a lot of people uh a lot of people think that's a blasphemous opinion because he is certainly the most famous and popular athlete in America right now. But I think he's annoying. That said, I also love the 49ers. I I George Kittle's my guy. He's like a WWF superstar or something. He's just so funny. I would just love to just sit and just talk with him because he's just so entertaining. That's all to say, though, my biggest futures bet before the season started was on the Niners to win it all. So in order to hedge, I got to bet the Chiefs because then I'll break even either way. So that's my confession. But at the end of the day, in my heart, I'm with you. I'm saying go Niners. So, Coulter, are you a Swifty? I mean, are you like a secret <laughs> fan here or something? I think anybody that rises to the, the top of their profession and can dominate the world like Taylor Swift has – is certainly worth admiration. I can't stand her music. I get why a lot of people do like it. It's just not for me. Well, I'll tell you what, it didn't distract Travis Kelsey. He had a game, and so he's going to be a load. Arguably the greatest tight end of all time when you look at his play. I mean, Kittle's right there. We have a soft spot for Kittle. My son wears his jersey faithfully. Um, But, yeah, that's gonna. it's going to be a battle. Last thought here, and I'll let you go. Anybody that thinks this is fake, the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing, watching them on the field, it's not fake. It's definitely not fake. Either that or they're the greatest actor and actresses ever. But, like, I don't know. They look completely in love to me. It's endearing. I mean, everyone's a good love story and um, pop star, NFL star. So I have to say I've been kind of into it. I'm going to have to tune that all out, though, for the Super Bowl. Hopefully they'll just they'll use that as a distraction. And we'll come in and, and sneak in and make some plays, but we're going to have our hands full. Um, we, you know, Detroit gave us everything they had, and I'm not even a Detroit hater, Quilter. I mean, I really actually like the Lions, and uh, they they really brought it. So we're going to have to really put together a great game to beat the Chiefs. 
We're on the Big Sky Women's Hoops, presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys, will preview the upcoming week's worth of Big Sky Conference games, both Thursday and Saturday. Slate's Andrew Houghton and Chris Redpath. Next, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Chris Redpath, Andrew Houghton, coming up momentarily here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Thanks to Coulter Nuanas and Chris Redpath sitting to my right for sharing some thoughts on the Big Sky Conference segment brought to you by Ryan and Miller Law. With over 30 years of experience, they approach every case like it's going to trial from day one. This ensures that they are always prepared and ready to press forward on their cases to get their clients the justice they deserve. Best way to reach them is by phone at 406-542-2233. They're available 24-7 on the phone, and they'll have answering service, so people will always be available to talk to you. Again, Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. Big weekend for the Montana Lady Grizz on the road, but the men's team for the University of Montana are at home Tomorrow night, taking on the University of Idaho. We have some tickets for those games. So if you're interested to see the Vandals and Grizzlies on a Thursday night from Dahlberg Arena, go ahead and shoot us a text, 406-888-1029. 406-888-1029. Text us if you're interested in getting some tickets to tomorrow night's game featuring Montana and Idaho on the hardwood Coulter Nuanez was able to visit with Travis DeCure today, so we'll hear some sound from Coach DeCure to get you ready for those contests as well tomorrow here on Nuanez Now 102.9. Coming up to wrap up number one, Andrew Houghton, Krista Redpath will share some thoughts on the weekend that lies ahead in Big Sky Women's Basketball here on Nuanez Now ESPN Radio. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Radio. Happy to have you with us here on a Wednesday. Andrew Houghton stepping into the studio real quick to chat here with Krista Redpath. Don't worry. Coulter Nuanez will be back in the second hour as well. He had a great interview uh, with Whitefish's Maggie Voison, who is at the X Games again this year. Uh, former Olympic and uh, many times X Games skier. Uh, she was back at the X Games this year in a new capacity. So listen to that interview coming up to kick off hour number two. Jeff Safford will also be back in the studio with you for hour number two, talking to Mike Anderson, Grizz hockey coach. But we still got Krista Redpath for about 10 more minutes here. So we're going to take advantage of that. We're going to talk a little bit more Big Sky women's basketball on Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. It's brought to you this week by Ryan and Miller Law and Krista. Great analysis of the games that we saw last week. Let's go ahead and look forward to this week. Real quick, uh, looking through the schedule, tomorrow, Thursday night, Northern Arizona at Weber State. The Lady Grizz are going to Idaho. You talked a little bit about that Idaho Vandals team with first-year head coach Kerry Amy with Coulter Nuanez in the last segment. The big one tomorrow, Montana State going to Eastern Washington, and then we're finishing out the schedule tomorrow, Northern Colorado at Idaho State on Saturday, Northern Colorado at Weber State, Northern Arizona at Idaho State. The Lady Grizz get their chance to go to Cheney to play Eastern Washington, Montana State at Idaho, and Portland State at Sacramento State. Let's start 
tomorrow and with the Bobcats and Lady Grizz. Tough road trip this year out to Cheney because Eastern Washington's just been playing so well. What do you think of that matchup tomorrow night, Montana State at Eastern Washington? Well, I think the question is, you know, Caitlin Lamardo, if she's going to be off concussion protocol, you don't ask too many questions with, with those types of things. We'll just see if she's back in the lineup. Um, Big road weekend for both of the Montana schools, and I think you're you're going to have tough opponents anytime you go on the road. Um, Montana State has been looking good the last couple of games. They had a little bit of a high when they played the Lady Grizz, and then hit a low when they hit Idaho State. Right. Um, but again, good home court wins this last weekend, and I think they're just looking to string together some cohesive basketball as they make the turn here when we start to get into the second half of conference. Um, Benford has had to deal with a lot of injuries. She's had to deal with just, you know, outside circumstances of just a lot of fluidity and pulling two players off of red shirt. Um, You know, it's just, there's been some ups and downs for them. So I think these are, this is a big weekend. Well, and you got to think, and like you said, you don't really want to speculate on when KJ Lamardo is going to be back, but it seems like she is going to be back at some point this season. And it seems like just aside from getting her back in the lineup, that's got to give everybody on that team and around that team such a huge boost when somebody comes back from an injury like that, right? Just seeing her being able to play again whenever it is that that happens. Right. And and I, I look at some of the play that maybe these other players get as opportunity, Andrew, that if a KJ Lamardo's in the lineup, they're maybe not going to get those minutes. So you look at a time, if there was ever a time that KJ was out, it, it, you know, this weekend having Portland State at Sac State at home and being able to play some additional players and right. again, you know, just Mara Dykstra, Madison Hall, Natalie Picton. Um, I've mentioned Taylor Jansen. There's just been some players that have really stepped up and they've been balanced and they really strung together two nice wins. And then the Lady Grizz getting the chance to to go to Eastern Washington on Saturday. It's interesting that that Idaho Eastern Washington trip has always been sort of a, a tough one, right? And it's usually been because Idaho has been consistently tough under John Newley. And, you know, Eastern Washington had a couple years, a year here and there. This year, it's because that Eastern Washington team is so good. And, and suddenly, the Idaho game is the one that you have to win because you, you're not sure if you're going to be able to win in Cheney. But let's look at that Saturday game then with the Lady Grizz going to Eastern Washington. I One of the marquee games in the conference this year, and I think a game that's probably going to produce a lot of fireworks on the scoreboard. Oh, for sure. I mean, these are two of your top offensive teams in the league and multiple weapons. Um, I would say Eastern um, has has really caused some defensive issues for some teams. They've really poured it on. They're long in length. Um, I use the word agile on the show, and I do feel that they have that. They have the agility. They create some mismatches. They have a very athletic guard lineup in Ali Alexander and Jamie Loetta, probably the best one-two punch in the big sky right there. And I think they're going to, it's going to be a load for the Lady Grizz. But boy, we talk about Montana and we talk about trying to find identity and uh, where they're going to go with the season. But when you have that many offensive weapons, um, it's a good thing for Coach Holsinger. And and you look at what they've been able to do. I mean, 19 threes is nothing to sneeze at. And I will say, Andrew, that Coach Holsinger has taken what they're strong at and he's put those players in positions to put up a lot of points. And they just haven't lost very much. I mean, they are 14 and 5 for a reason.
That's right. Yeah, big question from that game, I think. As you mentioned, Aliyah Alexander and then, you know, Jamie Loera is one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. And it's going to be, you know, can Matt Koenig and Gina Markson be able to handle that pressure? And we've seen them struggle with it a little. When they've struggled, it's been because, I mean, as we saw in that Montana State game, Natalie Pickton's playing great on-ball defense against Matt Koenig. It suddenly becomes harder to generate those open threes. So, Big matchup to watch in that game. Krista Redpath joining us here on Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Just a couple more minutes here, Krista, and we'll get you out of here. But but what are the other games that you're sort of uh, circling this weekend? Well, I, I look at NAU. I mean, they're at the top of the standings. They're in first place. You know, they're going to go on the road against Weber State, who strung together a couple wins. Um, and you also have them going to Idaho State. Tough so, game. So that's going to be tough. Anytime you go into Pocatello and you play um, Coach Soboleski, who we haven't talked a ton about Idaho State, but I really like the play of Casey Spank, um, Laura Bello. Those two right there um, are just key for this Idaho State team. So I'm excited about those games. I'm pretty excited for all of them, Andrew. I'm going to be honest. Right now is a, is a great time because the, your, your teams are seeing each other for the first time, but you can start to see the light now with Boise. It's not that far off. And I'm obviously super excited because I'm going to call the whole tournament. So I'm watching all of these teams pretty close. I will say I had kind of a nostalgic moment today. I was looking at all these stats and um, Portland State's had some struggles and Chelsea Gregg, you know, just a friend of mine, but also just, you know, doing good things, but it's hard. She's got a five-month-old and a three-year-old, which is crazy to me. So I Incredible. just respect yeah. the heck out of her. But um, looking back at her game against Montana State or their game last year in the quarterfinals when you had Aliyah Alexander hit three threes, Jada Lewis hit five, Esmeralda Morales hit six. You know, you look at a Portland State team and you think, you know, a couple of those players are just going to find their way. There's talent on that team. There is talent on that team. And so I think I was looking at that. And again, not a slam against Montana State on the air, but just looking at positive moments for Portland State and just waiting for them to find find a little chemistry and maybe get one of these wins. Yeah, that's sort of the other one on Saturday. Portland State and Sacramento State have uh, just the... I guess they're they're playing Saturday, Monday this week because after Portland State plays at Sacramento State on Saturday, and then Portland State goes to Eastern Washington, Sac State goes to Idaho on Monday. Uh, but that that game on Saturday between Portland State and Sacramento State, it's two of the teams that have really been struggling. And this is where you know you're playing one of the other teams at the bottom of the league. Maybe this is where you start to see the first step forward, and then you build. Off of that, so I think that's an important game for both of those teams. Even though you know they're not competing at the top of the conference, one of them is going to get a win. That's so right. Let's look at it that way, Andrew. Well, very good, optimistic outlook from Krista Redpath here on Nuanez. Now it's been great having Krista in the studio here for around the Big Sky and women's hoops. Another episode in the books. Thank you, Krista, for coming in. Let's do this again next week. Thank you, Andrew. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. we got to get to it. Great ESPN roundtable coming up for you at the top of the hour. Colter Nuanez caught up with Maggie Voison, uh, who you will know as a, a great freestyle skier, originally from Whitefish. Uh, she's been known around here for a long, long time, but transitioning a little bit into the next step of her career. So we'll hear from her in the ESPN roundtable. Uh, we'll also hear from Mike Anderson, Grizz Hockey head coach, and we'll give you a chance to win some wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. That's all coming up right after this. You're listening to Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.